0: I've been sparking up my tools, I've been looking to win, spend a little again, I've been for spittle to them, my God I riddled again, I told them stop clowning around, they said what goes up comes down, I said I'm down with the sickness,
1: my team stay ill now, come get this, I'm just so Debbie Delight, I stay ready tonight, deep dive, we rise, that's the melee alright, D- Debbie Delight, D- Debbie Delight, da da, da da Debbie Delight, Light. Hey.
0: Welcome to another episode of the David Delight brought to you by the Drive-In Podcast Network. I am your host, Ricky Valero. On today's episode, after a week long of virtually watching Senior Bowl stuff happen, Stoops and I are going to tackle all the things that we saw at the Senior Bowl, who we thought was good, who we thought was bad, and who we thought potentially rose their stock this week. Because of the awkwardness of the combine this year, I felt like this was a prime way for players to really enhance their stock as always I am joined by my partner here Stoops how are you today man
2: I am doing great excited to dive into it a little bit more um, like you said it was all virtual for us but it was nice to be able to be in the comfort of our homes and and, and watch all that stuff take some notes so excited definitely some guys that uh, you know I felt helped their draft stock and then there was some that probably didn't help it I don't I, I don't want to go as far as saying hurt their draft stock because it's kind of like you were where you were yep. and all and a lot of these guys all they could really do is boost it up a little bit more so um now there was one quarterback that might have totally pulled himself out of of you know being drafted in my opinion but we'll see but now excited uh, a couple of receivers that stood out to me you know uh, there was some running back kind of blocking type drills that I, I enjoyed watching so definitely excited to kind of see what your thoughts are
0: yeah, for me, the cool experience was, is, and and what what Nagy and his crew did was awesome, right? You know what I mean? He didn't exclude the people that, like, we would have been there. You know what I mean? Period. Yeah. Like, we would have been down in Mobile this year at the Senior Bowl had the circumstances have been different. But obviously, for safety, you know, reasons, I, I didn't feel comfortable. I know you didn't as well. We had some other stuff going on. It just felt nice to be not exclude it because Mm -hmm. we didn't feel comfortable you know what I mean so it was nice to be able to still take the notes see a lot of the drills see a lot of the things that we saw last year it's just not in person Um, I hope next year that we get to go back and and enjoy um, the the camaraderie of what the senior bowl brings because it's more than just that especially you know it's a circle of people that love football and love watching football and and like partaking. So it, it's just as much about the community aspect of it as it is going down there and, and engulfing all of what the senior ball has to offer. Um, but, you know, props to Nagy and his crew for what they did. You know what I mean? They still made it capable for us. Um, we're talking on the Saturday morning. So the game's a little bit later today. I'm excited to see kind of what transpires there. I don't take a lot of what happens in the, in the, in the game with a grain of salt because certain guys might have big breakout games, but Anthony Gordon looked fantastic last year and they still didn't give him a job. I'm still mad about that. Still a little bit bitter. I'm still a little bit bitter about that. I still think Anthony Gordon was a playmaker, but you know, I'm excited. There's a lot of things that, you know, uh, we learned last year, day one's the worst day, right? Yeah. I try not to judge these guys based on what happens on day one. This is the first time you're getting a live action with a lot of these players. You don't have any rapid port with the thing, but I, I, I may, when i was thinking about this i was like this is i think day one might set apart the guys that are ready to kind of jump right into an offense versus the guys that maybe aren't right because i feel like the guys that go out there and just shine off day one it doesn't matter who the quarterback is it doesn't if you're a receiver it doesn't matter who's throwing you the ball you're still making plays the quarterback it doesn't matter who i'm throwing the ball to you could put me out there with 20 other guys and I'm going to throw some perfect passes. So for me, like that was one of the things that I think that I took away from day one this year, which I didn't think that, you know, we know about the whole, you know, it's day one first practice with these guys. It could be a little bit messy and you take some of that into account, but for the guys that do stand out on day one, I think it kind of sets them apart right off the bat. Um, not having that time, but still being like, yeah, like I'm, I'm the man, you know what I mean? Like for me, like one of those guys was Tylen Wallace day one, Chris running nice footwork. You know, there was several times where he had issues with the quarterback getting the ball. And that seemed, <laughs> that seemed to be a big problem on the national side. Um, yeah. Not to, you know, it, we're speaking Frank about a lot of what we saw on day one throughout the entire thing, but Ellinger book and Frank's um, were guys that needed it this week. They need it this week, just as much as any, especially quarterback wise they need it this week. And I feel like they kind of book. Look, I think, I, I think if I look back, I think book probably looked the best of the three I'd be interested to hear your thoughts on that in just a second, but for me, like even saying that, these quarterbacks looked rough. Yeah, they it,
2: it, definitely on the on the national side, it was it wasn't very very good. Um, I felt these were the three guys that really needed to do more. I thought Sam um, and Ian were the two on that side that could really help themselves. I was in. I, w- I was excited to watch and see what Franks was going to do, Same. and unfortunately, he didn't uh, help himself much at all. He's he's kind of that one that I felt really, really hurt himself more than helped himself. Um, he just he just looked very uncomfortable, to be honest with you. A lot of times when he was in the pocket, he just didn't seem comfortable, and you can almost tell the because he did a lot of running, you know, this past year at Arkansas. Um, which is fine, right? If you're a dual threat guy, that's perfectly fine, but you can almost tell that in his mind it was don't run kind of, you know, move around in the pocket and make the pass. But you could tell he was super uncomfortable because it's not his first instinct. So it's, he's trying to change his whole playing style within a couple days. Right. Um, And that's something, if you've been doing it for, I don't know, 10 years, you know, plus going back into like even peewee football. If yeah. that's how he's been playing, you're not going to break that habit within a couple of days. So he just looked a little uncomfortable to me. Um, he did make good throws though, but overall, he just seemed to struggle. But I thought Sam and Ian definitely looked the best. Um, you know, I mean, I know it's what two of the three, but <laughs> um, I think they, they helped themselves a little bit. You know, it, it wasn't anything like, oh, they were a fifth round, now they're a third round. It wasn't anything drastic like that. But they showed glimpses of what they can be. Um, it is going to be interesting to see kind of how the game goes, right? It's obviously one of those where they're not going to go out and throw for 400 yards because they're not going to play that much. Right. But um, it'll be interesting. You know, what kind of throws do they make? What's their decision making? Um, that's going to be the big thing as far as what we see in the game today. So, But I thought Franks was the one that really, really hurt himself. And I, I thought Sam and Ian did a little bit more to to help themselves out, Um especially I watched a lot of the kind of the red zone drills. I thought Sam looked really good in those yeah. red zone drills to be honest with you. Um especially the ones I was watching on day 3. It, it, he just looked confident with his throws. Um completed most of them from what I remember. Um he just looked he just looked good in those red zone drills. So, um that's kind of my thoughts on that national side anyway. Yeah,
0: for me I feel like Ellinger has talent. Um, he doesn't have nearly as much talent as ESPN was hyping him up to yeah. be. Oh, my God. Like, I was listening to – like, they played the practices on ESPNU, which is pretty cool. You know what I mean? That was It was kind of nice, obviously. You know, we're more offensive guys. You know what I mean? So, you know, it's – even when we were down there, we we saw some defensive plays. And we're like, damn, that was nice. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, even one of my you know punter tweets, What you know, yeah. viral, I was really kind of disappointed I didn't get the opportunity to do that this year. But – um Ellinger he's not terrible like like the game that always stands out to me if I think about Sam Ellinger is that LSU game the LSU Texas game it stays obviously that was also it stands out because that was Joe Burrow's kind of like welcoming party mm-hmm. as well Um he can make the plays I, I don't think I think that he is literally the only one of these three that I think is draftable that I think that I think maybe Ellinger could be a long-term backup, right? You know what I mean. Like I feel like that's who he could be as a quarterback. Is he more than that? Probably not. It's just the deep balls, the deep passes—they they were terrible. Like they just day one, it was check down Charlie from everybody. I didn't understand. You know what I mean? I understand you kind of get acquainted. We we joked about that. You and I joked about that. We saw, we sent each other a couple of videos, and that was both sides. Whether it was. You know, Mac Jones, Mac Jones was the king of checkdown on on day one. It was funny to me because I really wanted Mac Jones to air it. I was like, please don't let this be Mac Jones out week. Um, I'm very excited to kind of very excited to dive into him a little bit more. I've watched some stuff, but I haven't really kind of really sunk my teeth into him yet. And I know we've got an upcoming Trask versus Jones podcast forthcoming, which was very heartbreaking to find uh-huh. out that Trask was not not playing this week with the foot injury. Um, he just had to give everybody else an opportunity ah, to be that
2: first round guy. He's already there, so uh, he had to give everybody else the chance. That's all it was.
0: I do think that it did hurt Trask not being yeah. Obviously, injury related. You know what I mean? You have to, you know, take care of yourself in order to kind of get better. So.
2: Well, and I don't did it come like, I know it's an ankle injury, yeah. but like, do we know the actual severity of it? Was it just kind of like a hey, it's not a hundred percent? I'm gonna. I think that's what it was. To, it's, yeah. I don't think it was anything like. Totally, dra- you know, hurting his draft stock. Now, will he drop down a little bit because his other guys are jumping up? Maybe, right? Well,
0: maybe. none of those guys really stepped up to the plate this week no. outside of maybe, you know, Newman. Um, and we'll get to him in a second. But um, speaking of the other side, the American team, um, quarterback wise, day um, one, I felt like Jamie Newman kind of stood out to me, made some crisp throws. Um, we talked a lot. I talked last week on the podcast. I felt Newman was probably the most important guy of this week at the quarterback position. Mac Jones kind of solidified himself. These other guys, uh, even down to your boy Kellen Mond, really, he's already he is what it is. You know what I mean? Like, I somebody either somebody's going to really like him and draft him, but I still don't see him going anywhere past like day three, right? You know what I mean? He's a day three guy. Um, I, I, I still feel like Newman can be a day two guy, a high day two guy. I don't think he impressed enough to really kind of, I went crazy and said that I think that he should go in the bottom half for the first. I still think that I still believe that with everything inside of me, I just feel like he has the raw tools that a, a team could look for and kind of hone in. He never really had the opportunity in college to kind of go through, but I felt like he was a little bit uneven on day two, day three, he stepped to the back up again, but Jones solidified, in my opinion, his value this week, um, after being checked down Charlie on day one, he really aired it out. He has a pretty, pretty deep ball. And and I, w- I saw somebody, I think it was, might even be DP on Twitter, and he, he said something along the lines of, that people get lost in the idea of that running quarterback. And it's true. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, Lamar Jask, like, okay, so I feel like people forget, like, obviously, this is a Debbie show fantasy related, but people forget fantasy versus NFL, right? You know what I mean? He could be a great fantasy quarterback, Tim Tebow, great fantasy quarterback, terrible real life quarterback, you know what I mean? Like, there's a big difference. And for me, Mac Jones is not going to break you break a 60 yard run on you but he will throw the ball 60 yards down the football field and beat you. You have to have a quarterback that can beat you in the arm – with his arm. I think he's good enough in the pocket. I'll get more Jones later. But for me, I felt like it was – like Tier 1 would have been like Jones and Newman. Tier 2 would have been like Ellinger. 3 would have been like Book, and then everybody else was kind of below. Mine looked okay, but there were several instances – where I, I sent you a couple of them, and you're like, "Welcome to the last four years of my yeah. life." Yeah, he he doesn't take risk. Nope. He's not a risk taker. He never has. And that's that's what that's what I wanted this week. I wanted to see these guys like Ellinger. I want to see even Jones, and Jones started to. I want all of them take a throw the ball down the field. It's practice. Mm-hmm. Throw an interception. Who cares? You know what I mean? At least you took the risk. And there was one play where I sent it to you, Kellamani, at a guy wide open, wide open, across the middle, check down, five yards. Literally, literally a few plays later, Mac Jones, same exact play. I'm talking same exact routes at everything. Through the ball, perfect placement through a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Perfect. And it was it's frustrating because. I mean, you know just as well as I you know, you know more than I do about Mon, but part of you whenever you see flashes of him, you're like, there's something in this kid. There's something in him. But it, it, it's 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 struggling to come out. I don't know what it is, but I mean, will I think he, in my opinion, I think the three guys on the American side will get drafted. Yeah. Um, that to me, I think I think Mon will be, the tool somebody's going to fall in love with his mechanics and his tools that I think are there. He just, it's, it's very inconsistent. Will he be on a roster in five years? Probably not, but you know, it doesn't matter, but um, you know, he's not draftable and Debbie or anything like that, but not not right now. Yeah. You know, what were your thoughts on the American side quarterbacks?
2: So everything you said is pretty much how I felt. I thought Mac Jones, I have no, you know, it wasn't perfect, but I I felt he looked the most NFL ready. Um, what I loved was how comfortable he looked in the pocket. You can tell how comfortable someone is by the way they, and this sounds kind of crazy, and maybe I'm looking at it wrong, but by the way they hold the ball while moving in the pocket. He's stepping up, you know. It's not just kind of like an awkward. He's moving up while looking down the field. I I, I liked what I saw out of Jones. I definitely thought he helped himself the most for sure. He looked the best out of everyone. Um, Newman, I thought he looked really good for for. Being out of, of football for a year. I know he's been practicing and training. I get that. But that's th- what he did this week. He probably hasn't been doing for the past, what, six, seven months or whatever it is. Right. Um, Not at that speed anyway. I'm sure he's got some guys out there, you know, that, that one guy's probably rushing at him, but not <laughs> four or five guys kind of thing. So yeah. I thought Newman looked really good. I definitely think he helped himself out. He did have some moments where it's like, oh, yeah, you've, you've been out of game speed you know, football for, for a little while, but with Kellen Mond, man, he, he just, he is who we thought he was. Right. And that's what he showed us this week. He didn't do anything outside of what he's done the past four years. And that was one of my, or that is one of my biggest knocks on him is he hasn't truly progressed his entire game over four years. So to me, it's, it's one of those where I, I could see him getting drafted it'll be late. Um, I don't think he gets drafted and this is me being generous before the fifth round. I'd be shocked if he goes before the fifth round. Um, but because of the value of a quarterback, he will get drafted and get a chance, right? He does have the athletic ability. There was one plan. I was actually watching it before we started recording today. It was from day three. And this is one thing, basically the, uh, what they call it, like the read option, where it's either handed it off to the running back or you keep it and run. He does that really well. He does that really well. And that's yeah. one of the plays I actually took a I screen recorded it, but it basically the way it was set up is he saw it like the the lineman moved to the left, the linebacker came to fill the hole. So the running back couldn't have gone anywhere. He kept it and he ran it in for a touchdown untouched. So it's plays like that where it's like, okay, you know, and I understand that wasn't him throwing the ball, but it's like, okay, he, he does have good decision making, but when he, When you give him that chance to throw it, he's going to overthrow your guy probably five times out of ten, which, you know, okay, that's still 50% of the time he's overthrowing it. So, and there were a couple times, there was one, I told you, it was a beautiful catch by, I forgot his name, um, tight end out of Duke, but um, he caught it one-handed and brought it in, but it was an overthrow by Kellen Mond. It was just a phenomenal catch, right? So... It's plays like that where the stat sheet will show, okay, yeah, one, you know, the one completion for what was it, 26 yards and potentially a touchdown, but it doesn't tell you that it was a one handed catch over the defender. Yeah, exactly. So it's stuff like that where, you know, a touchdown's a touchdown, but Kellen Mond just showed us who he was, right? What we knew he was, struggle with the accuracy and just just little things like that. But Mac Jones, he definitely separated himself. Um, he kind of already had, um, You know, just based on obviously what we saw this year compared to the other guys in in the quarterback group, both sides. And um, he just he just showed us, you know, that, hey, I I I am ready. I can do this with a little bit more work. Obviously, he's got some stuff to to fix up, as all quarterbacks always do. But, yeah, Mac Jones looked the best. And then the other two, um, Kellen Mond just didn't help himself, I don't think. And Jamie Newman showed glimpses of why he can be one of those top, top tiered quarterbacks. I just thought
0: about this. I, like, I think Kellen Mond would be a perfect backup to Lamar Jackson in Baltimore. I, I just, I meant like... I
2: mean, yeah, with the way they run the
0: offense. That's like, what I'm saying. He's good yeah. with the RPO. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, that's, they wouldn't have to alter the offense to the backup quarterback. I just feel like maybe he would be a solid backup out there in Baltimore.
1: What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify?
0: Um, we'll touch on the running backs, I guess, in a little bit of stock up, stock down things. There's, there's a few things about the running backs. We, we noticed that this isn't a running back week. Mm-hmm. Obviously some of the pass blocking drills they do is, 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 is something to keep an eye on. Um, catching the ball out of the backfield is something to keep an eye on. There's a few guys that look good. Um, I, let's just, we can run over the running backs real quick for me. Um, the guys that kind of stood out to me a little bit, Michael Carter looked – day one, he kind of struggled a little bit, I thought. Day two, day three, he looked good to me. Kylan Hill proved why I believe that he's one of the more underrated backs in this class. Um, to me, he was kind of a forgotten guy in that last season in Mississippi State, and then he kind of opted out. Um, we've heard continuously about some sort of character concerns with – no. people, and I think that's a bunch
2: of junk. I th- And I'm not trying to interrupt. I, I think – People are calling it character concerns because I, I think athletes are finally to the point where they're they're speaking their minds. Yeah, they're not. You know how people? How I can't remember who? Whenever this is going to LeBron or whatever, but how like I remember who yeah, it dribble. was? Shut up and dribble. Yeah, they're they're tired of it. You know, as they should be, right? You know what I mean? Uh, like to I, feel like you, you notice. Have,
0: you know, if you notice some the people that are complaining they're awfully white. So yeah, you know what I mean? Like that's So I,
2: I don't think it's character concerns at all. It's no. just that they're finally comfortable or or not even so much comfortable. They're just tired of oh, I'm just gonna go play some football. It is what it is. Like no.
0: I'm, like, I'm tired of hearing shut up and dribble. So exactly. i so my platform and yeah. And that I, to I don't, me That, that to me stuff. is a positive. <laughs> yeah. So you know I don't what know. I mean? Like we talked about that during during the leading up to the season. What Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields did leading up to the season, that only enhanced their leadership, mm-hmm. in our opinion. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because in the NFL, you have to be a leader on the football field and off the football field. It's not just a one-trick pony type of thing. You know what I mean? You have to you have to get the other players, especially you're you're an incoming quarterback, incoming running back. You have got to have the others around you believe in what you are as a, not just as a, a football player, but as a human being. And 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 saying that he's got character concerns for what he did is just an absolute joke. So I, I, I was super impressed. I think he's one of the guys that was just an absolute delight to watch this week. Um, again, like I said, you know I'll be excited. The running backs to me, where they stand out is game day. Yeah. For sure. Josh Kelly, if you remember last year, he tore off like 100 and some yards, improved his draft stock. I feel like that's, I feel like it would not surprise me if Kylan Hill is the standout today mm-hmm. in the game, because whether it's running the ball, catching the ball, I, I feel like he's going to stand out. Michael Carter is another one I think is going to stand out. We've got a forthcoming podcast in two weeks where we're going to tackle Michael Carter versus Javante Williams, and I think that it's going to be a little bit spicy for the world, but Stoops and I have got some feelings, and, and we're going to share them with the world, mm-hmm. but Uh, Quick thoughts on the running back position this week, Steve.
2: Yeah, basically everything you said I I would agree with. Um, I I do like watching those blocking drills. Yeah. Now, I will preface this with when I was watching, basically they they titled it like the running back tight end blocking drill. So it was obviously like linebackers, defensive ends, whoever kind of rushing in and tight ends, running backs, blocking them as the drill states. (laughs) I felt like this was one of those drills where the defensive guys technically should win. Based on the spacing they had, the speed they're building up while the guy, the running backs are, are kind of just standing there. Yeah. However, however, that all being said, I thought Ramondre, Ramondre Stevenson looked really good in the drill. Um, love Michael Carter. Um, and I actually, with my notes I already have for the, the future pod, I felt like he did kind of struggle a little bit in that aspect of it. Um, not every play. He did show that, hey, I, I can make this happen. I can do it but I thought Stevenson really stood out and then also Ben Mason, he's the fullback out of Michigan. So technically he should be a little bit better at that blocking, but he looked really good in that type of a drill. So I just think that that we've said it, the blocking, right? It's, I mean, you've got to be able to do it, you know, especially from a running back and obviously fullback position, whatever it might be. But I thought Stevenson really, really separated himself in that sense. Cause a lot of the other running backs um, more often than not, and don't get me wrong, these guys are what, even if they're, 205, 210, these linebackers and, and you know defensive ends are running at them are 265, 270. They've got 50 to 60 pounds on them, full speed. Eh, let's call it 75% speed because they're at a, a standstill too. But um, that's why I felt like the defensive guys should technically win. But I just felt like you can even watch it in the sense of, like Carter did this a lot, where he may not stop the guy, but he's able to force him around. So it allows the quarterback to step up in the pocket. So it's stuff like that that... Yes, the defender touched the bag technically, but the bag can't move, right? Yeah. The quarterback can move up in the pocket. So I felt like they looked good in that sense, but there were times where the running backs just got ran over, ran over, throw to the side. You know, it's those speed rushers. And I don't know if you um, heard, I think it was actually mentioned on on ESPNU, where a lot of the NFL teams – said that they want more speed rushers at the senior bowl because that's where the NFL is going. So we noticed, I noticed that for sure hundred percent in, in that type of a drill, because you see them, you know, with that swim move or they just see them being able to spin around. Like it's a speed rusher. You saw that. So it was nice to see that
0: seven on set or seven on nine. Yeah. Seven and nine. I noticed that a lot too, because there was a lot of, of edge rushers that were getting to that Mm -hmm. backfield really fast. And even,
2: even in, like, the, whenever you go to, like, the 11-on-11 11 11 drills, like, yes. you've got every man on every man. I, I have the notes, so obviously I'm not going to jump through every single play, but I, I went through and basically marked, was it a complete pass, an incomplete pass? Was there pass interference called? Like, what happened? There was a lot of sacks. Now, obviously not true sacks, because yeah. the quarterbacks of the play, they, they keep it going because they know they're not going to get hit. Yep. But when there's three guys standing around you, like, the, the defensive line – Look, they looked good. Yeah. I don't, I don't remember their names, but both yeah. sides like they look good. Or maybe the offensive line struggled that much, but those speed rushers are making a massive difference. So, on the running back side, you know, just like I said, Stevenson, um, I thought he looked good in that drill. Kylan Hill, he's the guy that we've both, yeah, we've both been, been talking up, been fans of for for quite a while. So, I think like you said, he's going to help himself big time in the game. I could see that for sure.
0: Uh, one thing I want to touch on: Najee Harris participating mm-hmm. um, against the advisement of his agent. I feel like he's a competitor. He just needed, he wanted to be out here. First off, he has the big, like, he has the biggest calves, or yeah. the biggest thighs I've ever seen. His thighs are as big as my head, twice the size of my head probably. It was a must But seeing him out there, I feel like that kind of showed me what kind of competitor he is. He was like, you know, I'm out here, even though my agent told me to, you know, keep my ass off the field, you know. Obviously, he doesn't want to risk injury. Obviously, his agent looks at dollar signs because Najee Harris is probably going to be one of the first running backs taken off the board. You know, being the best running back in this class. Um But, uh yeah. Um But transitioning over to the wide receiver position, I'll tell you what. I, I don't know what it is. Uh, I, I don't know if I, – I understand I've heard people say that it's hard for cornerbacks to adjust, like, to this right off the bat, you know, senior bowl week. They really kind of get – uh, I think they get the brunt of everything, right? You know what I mean? They do, you know what I mean? And they're facing a bunch of guys that they, they haven't been able to kind of watch the tape or anything like that. But some of these receivers looked really good, man. There yeah. like, uh, was some great plays this week. Um, obviously, a lot of people were talking about Kadarius Tony, which he did look good. I'm not going to lie. He had two big drops that really bothered me. He, I oh, felt yeah. like oh, I yeah. was like, dude, like you made a great play but you got to catch those. But for me, and and I'll let you talk about the receivers more than I will. Cause you, you like them a little bit, not like them a little bit more. You just do a little bit better with them than me, but I know we agree on this, but Amari Rogers, man, man, I, he's, I think he might be my MVP of the week. I, I really feel that way. I, 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 I don't even know what to say. The dude was fantastic this week, like consistently making plays over, like whenever I, it, some of the angles is kind of hard to see when you're watching it at home yeah. um, a little bit, you know, whether it's the glare of the sun, the video camera, whatever. All or I the know fact is, that
2: the, the camera was 45 yards
0: <laughs> up at an 80 degree angle. So. <laughs> exactly. There's a couple of times I'm watching. and I, I can't really couldn't really see who it was. And I would rewind it and it'd be like, oh, <laughs> it's just, just rogers again and then you re- it happened several times there was several plays that i watched him make he he made a great adjustments to the ball in the middle of the air um man and then the drills of getting off the ball against the dbs mm-hmm. oh his footwork i, I look I, i'm not saying you know rogers has never been a guy that really broke out in college the way that maybe you thought he would or anything like that but he was impressive like his, uh, uh, to me personally, of anybody I look at in my schedule, you know, my list of, of guys that I feel like went from a potential day three to a day two, high day two guy, Amari Rogers is the top of that list. What about you?
2: Yeah, no, I, he was one that absolutely stood out to me. It seemed like when you would watch the drills, it was like, okay, it's a pass play. Cool. Who's it going to? Oh, it's it's Rogers. Okay. Who are we going to throw to? Oh, it's Rogers again. Oh, it's Rogers again. And even if he didn't get the ball, you can kind of see him running in the background or wherever. And he's open. Like, yeah. it was just – he's he stood out above everyone else. Um, and others did great. That is not saying that, you know, others no. were not not good. I've got he's lists just, for days
0: on these wide receiver positions yeah.
2: right now. He was just someone that I felt really, really stood out. Tony, like you said, um, he looked good. He showed his speed. But the one pl- – I mean, there was multiple, I guess, the multiple drops. But there was one. It was actually a pass from Jamie Newman. It was a deep pass. He was 10 yards past yeah. the – the, the corner literally just just catch it and it bounced off his hands and he dropped it like yeah. if the defender was closer I, I could maybe understand it the dude wasn't even near him and no, he dropped was. it dropped a super easy pass so it's stuff like that where you've got to make those right he can make the tough catches but you can't make the easy ones I think and a lot of times it's a it shouldn't be but it's a mental thing right where it's just like this is almost too easy So they overthink it. They're like, oh, I got this, and then they drop it. So it shouldn't be that way, but you kind of wonder if that plays a factor into it. One of the other guys from the American team that stood out, and unfortunately it wasn't really in a good way, um, I was excited for him, but Racy McMath um, out of LSU, if you watch him run, he looked so slow. It looked like he was just dragging his feet and his routes were not crisp. It was, he almost looked, he, he almost looked like, a blocking tight end that got sent out on a route, right? His footwork wasn't phenomenal. He was just a little bit slower than what you want to see out of a receiver. He made great catches. I will say that. Um, And he did better in the, the full team drills. So in those one-on-one type drills, he didn't really show anything. Um, He actually kind of showed negative things in my opinion, but when you get him into that team aspect the 11 on 11, he did look a little bit better. He's able to kind of run through and, and, and pick up zones or, you know, go around. So that helped him, but overall, I thought he looked a little bit rough. But the other guy, Kate Johnson, yep. man, he really stood out to me. And I will be the first to tell you, I had not researched, watched much on him for this. So um, I thought he was phenomenal. I sent you a video. Um, I and I actually posted it on Twitter. The that was the catch of the day. I yep. mean, it was he. The dude was grabbing his what right shoulder, and Cade yeah. Johnson just left hand, one handed. Not even he just caught it one handed. It was Gorgeous. phenomenal. So. I thought he really stood out. He had other great catches. Um, one other guy from the national side, Nico Collins. Um, I thought he looked really, really good. He looked uh, good the red a- zone drills. Exactly. That's where yeah. I noticed most of him um, was in those red zone drills. He's able to jump up and win those 50, 50 balls. That's something that's going to be really, really big. So those are the guys that really stood out. Uh, Powell, uh, the other guy from Clemson. I thought he looked good too, but to me it was K. Johnson, Nico Collins and Rogers. Those are the three that stood out positively. And then racy. <laughs> He was very iffy, iffy, right? You know the eleven on 11s like I said, great. But one on ones, he was just slow and sluggish, and the DBs kind of just stood there and like, all right, where is he going to go? And then they reacted, so it was it was a little rough there. But
0: that those are kind of the guys that really stood out in my eyes. Sage Zerats, another one that yeah. looked really good to me. Um, I think what impressed me the most of what the the thing that I noticed about him, um, I think they I think a lot of these guys struggled with the quarterback situation. Mm-hmm. But it it to me, I got to the point where I stopped watching where the ball would go with some of these receivers, and I would you know obviously pay attention to little things. What are their footwork? He's so physical at yes. the line. I've, I think he was the most physical. I think he was the most physical guy at that line of scrimmage this entire week. Um, he's the DB. There's just a DB after DB after DB. Like I literally made notes day one. Sage Surratt, strong and physical off the off the line. DBs couldn't hand him. Day two, Sage Surratt is a monster off the ball. And that's obviously, if you put him with a quarterback and get him the ball, that's going to get him, you know, it lights out. He's yeah. talented. He's super talented. I think that um, he's one guy that's kind of fluctuated on my draft board. I haven't really figured out where I want to put him completely. Um, but I feel like he suffered this year. You know, the, the, the quarterback play is really – Throughout the season, like this year, with some a lot of these receivers inconsistent, mm-hmm. it's not on them 100%. You know what I mean? Like they make the plays when they can make them, but Sage Serawat's one of those guys that I feel like looked really, really well this, uh, really good this week as well. Um, one thing, real and I know we don't, we're not big into the
2: defensive thing, but you can't, but like some of these DBs, whenever they were doing the 11 on 11 drills, I think it was Sean Davis. Um, I'm kind of looking at the roster, and he's really the only Florida defender I'm seeing on here, so that's what I'm gonna assume who it was. He I think he had like two or three interceptions. Yeah. And multiple pass deflection. Like he looked really good. And again, I am not a defensive expert <laughs> by any means. Um, but just watching him like he he was and he was playing safety is what it looked like to me. Obviously, he was further you know, further back. So um he was reading the quarterbacks, he was making interceptions. Now, that being said, some of them were just completely overthrown <laughs> yeah. but he was there and he made the catches so
0: that's what matters right
2: i thought he looked really good you know from a defensive side whenever we're going outside of the defensive lineman because they seem to get to the quarterback every time yeah but um no i thought he looked good from a defensive side of things so just throwing the one defensive
0: look at that defensive
2: thought out there
0: look at that i, I you like know, it. i'm mixing it up a little IDP bit podcast i'm just kidding guys it's crazy,
2: um man. that's a whole different ball game
0: <laughs> that's a whole different that's i don't tough. even know I, I have mad respect for the IDP guys. You know, our buddy uh, was Jordan, I think his name. Was yeah, right? yeah, Jordan. They, he, I, dudes, dudes, good at this. Yeah, he, he's so good. I don't even, and I don't even know how he follows. I, I don't even know. It's tough. It's rough. Um, give me uh, a quarterback for you this week. Stock up. Um. I'd have to – I
2: would go Jamie Newman. I know that's probably a cop-out answer. I just don't feel like – Mac Jones was already there, right? I I feel like that's the super easy answer. For sure. But, like, Book, Ellinger, Mond, Franks, I don't think they did much. If I was going to go anyone outside of Newman, I would say Ellinger. Yeah. If I was going to go anyone outside of Newman. But to me, Newman, I think being out of really the limelight, right? He had no footage. He wasn't in any game film. I think him coming in and showing what he did, I think he helped his stock.
0: Yeah. Uh, I think Jones only, his stock went up just a little bit because Trask wasn't there. So he had an ability to kind of show his leadership. Um, I feel like that's one thing that I kept on hearing from different circles, uh, whether it's what was Nagy or people involved with the Senior Bowl, that Matt Jones is a leader. Yep. He showed that time and time again. But Jamie Newman's, I, he's my guy now. I've, I've planted my flag on, on the Jamie Newman train. Um, running back. Mm-hmm.
2: I would still have to go with uh Stevenson, Ramondre Stevenson. I just thought he looked running drills, blocking drills, catching drills. I thought he looked I thought he looked really good. Now, I'm not saying he improved his stock to be, you know, one of the first running backs off For the sure. board. I think he can be and that's just we've seen this, right? You can get picked in the 3rd, 4th round and find a role um as long as the right team takes you, right? We've seen We've seen the other guys, like I know in Hunt and Kamara. And now I'm not comparing them him to them per se, but they went what third, fourth round kind of thing, and, yeah. and look what they've done. You know, they got in the right scheme. Them. Yeah, that helped.
1: We talked but at about the same that. Time. With
0: a lot of the guys that came out last year, Salvador, exactly. James Robinson, these guys, yep. fifth, sixth, seventh, undrafted. You know what I mean? They're getting so opportunities.
2: I, that's who I, I would go with Stevenson for sure. I think
0: Colin Hill stood out to me. I think that he really stood out this week because I felt like he needed this week after the opt-out and, and some questions are regarding the opt-out and stuff like that. I think he, he's a great pass catching block or uh, pass catching uh, running back, which is going to be exactly what we need on that next level. We talk about that consistently. This has turned into a passing league more than anything. He can run the ball. We know that, but his hands are important. Wide receiver. Um, I, I can't say, like I said, my MVP of the week is Amari Rogers. Mm-hmm. I, period. I, I think that, I, and that's MVP from every position that we, you know, that we follow from quarterback, running back, receiver, tight end. So, Amari Rogers, I think Amari Rogers went from a day three guy to a day two guy, in my Easy. opinion. You know what I mean? I think he's a day two guy now. I you know, would go. Day two is obviously so, second, third round. I think that's where he's going to go. Yeah.
2: Rogers to me is the answer, but I'm throwing K. Johnson in there as well. Right. Um, I, I just think, you know, being more in a. South Dakota, I think, is where he. South Dakota State is where he went. So it's it's one of those where, if you were watching a South Dakota State game, kudos to you, during the season. Kudos to you, right? It, they're going to probably be on ESPN three, um, at the eleven o'clock hour. So, um, no disrespect to the school, but you know they're not the primetime game. So, but to come out and, and go up against, and that's what I. Lo- that's that's why I like watching the smaller school guys, not necessarily those Power Five conference because they're coming in now and they're going against those big 10, SEC, Big 12, ACC, so on and so forth competition and he just he stood out to me. So obviously Rodgers, he was open on every play, making catches, looking great, but K Johnson's the one that that I definitely after what I saw, I will be going looking at his stats closer, watching more film. Like he's the one that I really want to get and dive a little deeper into. I liked him a lot.
1: I
0: agree. All right, folks. That's it for this week's show. Uh, Senior Bowl recap. I had a blast um, this week. Like I said, thank you to the uh, Nagy and his team for making it available for us at our house. Um, make sure to head on over to Twitter. Give Stoops a follow at ni- uh, at nineteen ninety at Stoops nineteen ninety. Give myself a follow at Ricky underscore. Um, give the show a follow at the Debbie Delight. We we appreciate the continued support of the podcast. It is really amazing that you guys still you know grind out and listen to our show each and every week we uh we really do appreciate it um we've got a fun show coming next week I, I don't want to announce too much of anything just because i want to make sure everybody shows up for it but we're going to do our first mock draft of the upcoming offseason and i'm i'm looking forward to seeing how everybody kind of plays it out um but it's going to be fun to have a couple other analysts on with us during the show um Make sure to check out all the other shows of the Drive-In Podcast Network. Head on over to the musiccitydrivein.com as well. And thank you so much for tuning in. And until next time, we'll talk to you guys later. See
2: y'all later.